Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, the LGBT plus RPG podcast. I am Owen, the founder and editor of the show, and for this little block we are journeying into, I'm going to be your mistress of ceremonies, which will be explained in a bit. Um, my pronouns are he and him, and joining us we have, let's see, let's just do this in Discord order, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa, she, her. Then we got Fern. Hi, it's Fern. Uh, he, they, and uh, uh, you can find me at Very Fern on Twitter to see me in VTuber <laughs> Hell this week. Oh. Exciting. <laughs> Good promo. <laughs> and then there's Pixie. Hi, I'm Pixie, she, her, they, them, and I only appear on the occasional full moon. <laughs> I was about to say I only appear when we have like a one shot and then I disappear into space <laughs> <laughs> well if I upload these in the order I think we're getting people are actually going to get a like a one two punch <laughs> of Vanessa so. oh shit <laughs> yeah. it'll so. either give you really good luck or really bad luck and we're not sure which <laughs> <laughs> report back yeah. the results may vary so we are going to be playing Under Hollow Hills by Megway and D. Vincent Baker. Um, if one, at least one of those names is familiar to you, it is because uh, together they form Lumpley Games. And uh, D. Vincent Baker is the author of uh, Apocalypse World, which is the granddaddy of like half of the games we play. If we say powered by the apocalypse, then... That's uh, this is the apocalypse. Think, this one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the apocalypse world cinematic universe, <laughs> exactly. Um, so we are we're getting to the roots of it. I had honestly expected to play apocalypse world before this, but um, I'm I'm excited for this. And anyway, what Under Hollow Hills is is a game. It's a pretty weird game. I would call it maybe a bit artsier than a lot of the games we normally play, but also you guys just played the tarot game, so um might be on par, but it is about playing uh, performers in a traveling circus in the realm of fairy with an A <laughs> with an A E R I E, so you know it's legit. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's while other games might be about doing crimes or delving dungeons or fighting crimes, this is about um, being an entertainer and going from place to place and putting on a show and also sticking your nose into people's businesses and indulging on whatever capricious whims you might have. Because pretty much all of the playbooks in this are different sorts of like fairy folk, um, with a few exceptions. So today... Uh, we are going to look over these playbooks and decide which ones we want to play. Um, now, as you said, um, we uh, you haven't all had a chance to like look over things just yet. Um, so 
Do you want to start off by just reading over the list of the different playbooks? Yeah, that sounds like a good thing with the first page kind of has like a little summary of each of them. Yeah. Uh, to simplify things, I'm just going to read like the short version of it. If that mm -hmm. works for everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the playbooks and there are a bunch of like other playbooks that I have seen because I am like a patron of uh, Vincent Baker and he's uploaded a lot of stuff to his like private blog. Um, but, uh, the 13 core playbooks are the boondoggle hob, your goblin kind, strong, wry, grand, and uncouth, the chieftain mouse, your mousy kind, valorous, honorable, romantic, and loyal, the crooked wand, your witchy kind, practical, private, insightful, and calculating, the crowned stag, your fairy nobility, regal, generous, self-involved, and radiant, the feather cloak, your shifty kind, and a bird, resourceful, cheerful, busy, graceful, and humble. The firefly wisp, your pisky kind, enchanting, sprightly, full of fun and malice. The interloper, you're a human being who's intruding into fairyland intentionally in disguise to steal fairy treasure. Ooh. You've joined the circus because it will provide you cover and bring you to places where treasures abound. The lostling. You're a human being who once upon a time wandered into fairyland, or once upon a time was stolen by fairies and brought there. Now you barely remember the mortal earth. The circus is your home. The Nightmare Horse. You're no kind of fairy. You're the Nightmare Horse, unique in yourself. Beguiler, bewitcher, dweller in night sky and deep water. The Seeker. You're a human being who's come boldly into fairyland to win back something that the fairies stole from you. You've joined the circus because you think that will that it will bring you in its course to the thing that was stolen. The stick figure. You're a made thing given life and animation by magic, curious, naive, foolish, and self-aware. The troll. You're troll kind, powerful, undignified, dangerous, and patient. And the winding rose. Your flora kind, tough, beautiful, temperamental, with no patience for fools. So, any of these playbooks can fill a number of roles within the circus. It's actually listed um, on the playbooks themselves. Um, and they all come with their own unique, um, in Power by the Apocalypse games, these are normally referred to as moves, but here they're called plays. And um, instead of number of base stats that are then assigned to different uh moves you in fact assign a points value like a bonus to roll with um to each play individually and you also extend this to the uh obvious plays which are the ones everyone has access to um and then on top of that you you know get to choose your normal um things like uh name pronouns um but you also have um summer and winter imagery which is um a little bit confusing and I, we might not go into full detail of picking them out here but basically you choose a series of images that correlate with your overall look and then you select a different set um and Basically, as play goes, um, you can be transformed from your summer form to your winter form. And this normally happens because of, like, setbacks that occur to you. And there's no actual 
experience points or advancement in this system. However, like your both your looks and the points values you have assigned to your plays can shift as you go from summer to winter. So does um, that all make sense? Because it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. I feel like I'll get it more as we start playing. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also uh, bindings, which are like your standard interpersonal connections that come in this sort of game. So um, is anyone looking at a particular playbook at this point? They're all really good. <laughs> that is the problem. They're all very good. <laughs> all... I know I was leaning towards the Firefly Wisp. Ooh, yeah, that one is good. I have heard that one played in an actual play before. You know what? I should uh, I should give them proper credit. Um, part of the reason, so this is a weird game, like I said, and previously when I was just looking at like the rules, I was like, I can't really imagine how this is played. I like the idea. I have no idea how I'd run this. Um, and then I heard an actual play by the po from the podcast Feelings First, which is also very fun and messy and queer, like our stuff, so I'd recommend checking them out. And uh, they did some really cool stuff with this game. Um, so let's look over at the Firefly Wisp. Um, let's see, you get a lot of fun moves. So the Firefly Wisp is basically your standard like Will-o'-the-Wisp type entity. Um, it doesn't say that you have to be, you know, a tiny glowing ball of light or whatever, but you can sort of represent that. Um, and so you get moves like, uh, when you dare someone to follow you, um, you can like lead them to places that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. And, uh, you can then choose to like strand them there if you want to. <laughs> um, there's also you come a to my beautiful thing. little pond. I swear you will not drown there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> there's also a fun thing that this move reminded me of on a 10 plus hit. In addition, they're beholden to you for serving so faithfully as their guide. One of the big things in the system is being beholden or insulted. Um, some moves can cause people to come become beholden to you, and then that's kind of what it implies, you know? Um, they, uh, you, they owe you a favor. There's probably a more specific mechanical thing, but I'll have to refresh myself on, but it's that. Um, and then, um, the fun, there are some things that say, oh, if someone does this, you can consider yourself insulted. And the thing about being insulted in this system and more specifically the setting is that, um, according to fairy customs, if someone insults you, you can do whatever to get back at them. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and then, you Hell know what, yeah. uh, since I'm just on a roll introducing mechanics, um, uh, and talking about like doing whatever to people um i'm just going to read off the entry on violence here <laughs> okay violence in fairyland is considered visceral irrevocable and horrifying when you're wounded shocked affronted or dismayed you must immediately choose one you die you withdraw at once into a cold dignified fury you writhe moan and curse in a display of melodramatic agony you proceed immediately and fully to winter or you consider yourself cruelly mistreated and maimed and will long nurse your injuries and your grudge. Um, however, if you die, that doesn't mean you're just gone. You can actually just come back more or less whenever. Um, <laughs> you know, the, fairies. Yeah. The, only, the only exceptions to this are, one, if someone kills you with cold iron, and two, um, related to the only playbooks that have access to cold iron, um, if you're a human. 
Um, mm. Humans sort of have a weird sort of balancing thing where, one, they can be killed forever if someone, like, stabs them, but also they can't be killed if someone insults them. Like, mm. they're not going to die if you say mm. that, like, their haircut is bad, but that <laughs> might happen to a fairy noble. That's really <laughs> funny and very good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. All of that was just introduced because the Firefly Wisp has the beholden <laughs> thing. Um, but I think it also gives a good idea of how the, the, how the degree of mischief you, yeah, the degree of mischief you can also get up to specifically as a Firefly Wisp. Um, I do like also, how it says yeah. to pick your name, choose a really short name or a really long name. <laughs> no right, in between. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good suggestions there. Um, the other really fun thing about the playbooks is your trappings, which is like the gear you get. Uh, do you want to read off the thing that the fire, the things that the Firefly Wisp gets? Okay, um, a wagon more spacious than seems likely. Oh no, the doctor. <laughs> anyway, pulled by a truly gargantuan stag or rhinoceros beetle. Oh, that's so cute. A minor infinity of silk scarves. A trunk overflowing with jugglers' balls, torches, knives, candles, jugs, bunnies, slapsticks, sparklers, squibs, fans, whirly gigs, rattles, whistles, and some fat, complacent old parakeets. <laughs> <laughs> a shilagach to guard you. And who's laughing now? Crates and bottomless barrels of unsavory foodstuffs. Foodstuffs, not stuffs. Turnip mead, salt brine cheese, lentil sausages spiced with pungence. Moxie! Oh, Which I soda? love. Because, yeah. I love how that one line cements the idea that this is like contemporary to like human modern day. Exactly. Oh, and then the last one, you know, just casual like a dragon's egg. You know, yeah. so casual. <laughs> I do so, love yeah. the uh, the turn of phrase of a minor infinity of silk mm-hmm. scarves. Same. <laughs> yeah. This is, so this is why I love Under Hollow Hills so much. It's that, like, everything is exactly that level of, like, whimsy and very powerful imagery. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It. So let's see. Did anyone else have any in mind? Not even nothing you need to like marry yourself to, but just things you're interested in. I am between the nightmare horse and the crown stag. Those are both very good. Yeah, they're excellent. Yeah, they're both very good. Like if y'all know me, nightmare is the one I'm gonna go to straight away. But Mm -hmm. all of these are good. But yeah, those two I like a lot. (laughs) Yeah, sort of to like summarize them. um, The the crowned stag, um, it also specifically says that while stag is a gendered word, gender is a game in fairyland, and you can play it however suits you, which is good. And Excellent. it's basically about being, um, like, royalty, but also specifically royalty that does have a lot of, like, forest and, like, deer images. Um, one cool move I like is that you can summon your court, so you can just suddenly <laughs> have, like, a bunch of, like... Hype men. Uh, sort of sylvan, like animals and fey folk and stuff attending to you so that's very cool and also um that you get a move where i'm just going to read this when you catch eyes with someone and you mean it roll on any hit they have to choose you fight each other or you fall passionately into each other's arms (laughs) so that's just good Um, no one or the other no in between (laughs) on the 
other hand, uh, the nightmare horse, I really like one on the principle of, like, you're the nightmare horse. <laughs> like, under the name suggestions, you don't have a name, you are the nightmare horse, <laughs> but you can choose a title you've adopted for others' convenience. Um, and it's basically about being, like, a powerful, dangerous force of nature. Like, you can drag someone under, like, there's, there's, there's some Kelpie imagery. Yeah. You can take someone's <laughs> breath away, you can change your form and seeming... So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff there. I love um, the nightmare horse. When I was younger, I wrote a like stupid little story about a horse that would go around and murder people, and it was basically <laughs> along the same lines as the nightmare horse. <laughs> I love how it says you can play. You like to play a person by dragging them under. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh no! Yeah. And then that's with the, the funnest thing. The crown stag. It's you like to play a person by catching eyes with them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're a good contrast to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, well, we can give you a little longer to decide on that. Uh, Fern, have you got any strong candidates yet? I've got a couple strong hand candidates, to be completely honest. Um, okay, I good. am, I do, I am a Redwall gay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I was chief- wondering. <laughs> I, I strongly suspected you would go for Chieftain Mouse, but not. <laughs> I'd forgotten you were a Redwall gay. Um, <laughs> so I didn't notice that for a reason. I just knew that you liked being, like, small and personable. Um, <laughs> True. That is very Fern. I, Fern, <laughs> I am also Redwall gay, so I support this. <laughs> the, the Chieftain Mouse is a little bit similar to the Crowned Stag, um, uh, in that it's about like nobility, but also like you've got an animal theme. I think the main difference here is that the mouse is um, maybe like doesn't have quite the same sort of flashy radiance of like a big time noble but they've got some they've got some wisdom um like you can sit counsel with people and give them advice and there's mechanical benefits to that it's really and cool can, the, and, yeah the other one that i was looking at just because i feel like it's such a cool exciting hook is the mm-hmm. seeker which Ooh, is the yeah. human being who's come into fairyland to win back a thing that has been taken mm. from them. And for me, of yeah. course, I would go with the romantic option of like, yeah, the person yeah. I'm in love with has been stolen by the fairies. <laughs> that, yeah, that is, that is very solid. And I am going to say, um, with the venue I have planned for your first performance, that it, they, those themes could tie in with that pretty well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you said you a know, goblin city, right? Uh, goblin market. Oh, okay, because I immediately went to, ah, yes, Labyrinth. I am going <laughs> to go to David Bowie. This is not your LARP session <laughs> for the Labyrinth. <laughs> I'm also that gay. I'm also a Labyrinth Dance, gay. Magic. I will be playing the David Dance. Bowie. <laughs> Um, but yeah um honestly of all people pixie (laughs) should definitely play the (laughs) goblin game (laughs) i could also lean into my naming convention and go into uh, and be the withering winding rose because plants Mm. That is, yeah. yeah, the winding rose is good. I don't have it in front of me, but as a, if I remember correctly, they got kind of like a diva theme, I mm-hmm. think. And they're and they're and they're also a plant. Tough, yeah. beautiful, That's temperamental, fun. with no patience for fools. You yeah. know what? I 
I also like the Winding Roses trappings because uh, they specifically have a bed in someone's wagon <laughs> instead of their own. <laughs> That's really funny. God damn it, I, Yeah, I like that one too. These, are, I mean, they're all good. They're they're yeah. all so yeah. good. Um, yeah, I think I'm mostly between the mouse chieftain and the chieftain mouse and uh, the seeker. Also, just so you know, again, note that chieftain is a gendered word, but gender is a game in Fairyland and in real <laughs> <Yeah>. life. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, I love I love both of these. Um, hmm. Hmm. Well, out of the so we've got sort of. Assuming, uh, let's see, Vanessa, are you like fixed on the wisp right now? Or the more are there other I read it, could... the more I read it, the more I fell in love. I want to be the Firefly Wisp. Oh, okay, that's cool. so cool! I'm excited. All <laughs> right. So between the like the two pairs that are sort of up in the air, is there any particular combination of those two that you think would have a more fun dynamic? Because let me think off the top of my head. The crown stag to... is almost David Bowie. <laughs> It's <laughs> almost Jareth the Goblin. However, however if, you, if you look at the Nightmare Horse, one of their connections to... Um, I'm scrolling down there. One of their connections is um, one of you, I've fallen in love with you. <laughs> Although the, the, uh, the stag has like a, I have a thing with one of you, so it's, it's pretty similar. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> If you, um, if it was Chieftain Mouse and, uh, Crown Stag, then there could be interesting parallels there, or it could be kind of redundant, depending on how you play it. Um, I think you have, I think you have made a good pitch for the Seeker in combination with either of the other two. Yeah, so I think I would go more towards the Seeker, although the Chieftain Mouse still has my heart as well. Chieftain Mouse, I think think the Chieftain Mouse also especially, like, could contrast interestingly with the Nightmare Horse, because the the Chieftain (laughs) Mouse, like, by definition, is, like, someone who has a certain degree of authority and power, but is also, like, a mouse, you know? <laughs> yeah, so contrasting that with the more, I guess, primal, like, direct power of the Nightmare Horse could be a fun dynamic. Nightmare Horse has I no think authority. we need to have the Nightmare <laughs> that Horse. That <laughs> is the vibe that I get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, if the Chieftain Mouse happens, at some point, somebody's got to drink out of a thimble. That's, like, required. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could also do that. You could be thimble drinking size. That's... Ooh. Yeah, you can be whatever size you want. That's to be. true. <laughs> Just a thimble full of moxie. <laughs> if, now, you know what? I think there's. I just remembered we got like listeners who are in like Australia and Germany and stuff. Um, moxie is a soda that used to be like on the same par as Coke. I think uh, moxie for of- me is almost like a a sweeter. Dr. Pepper. Mm. Um, nowadays, it's like mostly popular up in like Upper New England, but it is I think you can get it in most places in the U.S., but just not anywhere. You know. I'm sorry. I I you're you cut out on my. Oh, sorry. End. Um, you can I I think you can get it in most places in the U.S., but it's not as like likely to be in every store. I think. 
the difference between like it and like coke and stuff like that is that moxie tends to be not in the refrigerated section right in like boxes like it is like <laughs> we 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 know only people who like moxie are going to yeah this. this isn't just like a random thing you're going to pick up yeah because uh, because it's not it's because then the because the reason it's not as big as everywhere else is cuz like a lot of people do not like how it tastes it's been compared to like medicine oh um i'll be real i don't know what the heck moxie is so i'm glad i'm getting <laughs> off of the rundown on this i have only heard of it i have never had it <laughs> i have had it and i really really liked it and i've of never had it of course you did it you since. like lacroix <laughs> I'm going to admit I haven't had it. I just I I now feel a little embarrassed about talking about it because the main thing I, I the main way I know about it is just people saying how bad it is. So I'm sorry. For, I think the moxie tangent has gotten out of hand. Actually. Um. <laughs> Listen, it's just the fruit flavor, the acid part of the fruit flavor, not the sugar part of the fruit flavor. <laughs> what a pitch. That, yeah, that God. makes me want to drink that. That makes me want to just pour that acid right goddamn down my throat and be melted by an apple. Oh, man. Delicious. <laughs> uh, okay, so we just jumped ahead a little bit. There were also some technical difficulties, but uh, we have decided on our... Uh, what would the, what would the word be? Our play, our what would <sighs> our merchants of mischief? <laughs> I was going to say like what like the word is for like the like the list of performers in a our performance. Troop. Our, our yeah troubadour. It <laughs> might be playbook is the problem. No. It might be playbook. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little redundant there. Playbill. Yes, we've got ah, our playbill. That makes sense. Um. At least for the titles, if not the names of everyone, but uh, we have got the uh, we got the Firefly Wisp, we got the Seeker, and we got the Nightmare Horse. The Nightmare so. Horse. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, there's the whole thing of like appearance and um, like your what numbers you're going to distribute out to your moves. Um, but that those are all like there's a lot of that, and I think it might not necessarily make for the best radio. However, um, where are my okay. trappings? I need to see my trappings. I it get is, all the trappings. It should be on your first page. My first page. There I go. I think. Yes. Haha. So the Seeker's trappings are a cart you inherited somehow from its previous <laughs> owner. <laughs> small, <laughs> splinter, <laughs> small, splintery, drafty in the wind, and the pissy little donkey that pulls it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Um, and then it was uh, the next thing is unmistakable human clothing fur and leather which fairies rarely use a big oil cloth coat where fairly fairies uh, where fairies 
rarely mind the rain. For some reason, that was not coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Uh, And then, a token of what the fairies stole from you. Examine it, and it'll point the way forward. Mm. You followed it here to fairyland and to the circus, and now you're following it on. And then, the last one... A knife of cold iron. No fairy can bear its touch. All right, then. Um, Well, since we're on the topic, what's the nightmare horse got? The nightmare horse has a glamorous wagon pulled by dancing matched geldings. A magical cabinet. Reach into it and it will deliver an outfit marvelously well suited to the occasion at hand. So I will always be well dressed. (laughs) (laughs) A a sharp sword of mortal bronze stolen from some drowned warrior of ages past. A silver necklace or bridle, but who dares place it around your neck? Ooh. Very good, very good. A traveling kitchen, tidy and spare, with label jars of delicate spices and many fresh novel things. That's interesting. Um, A polished lake stone, always icy cold, that remembers the secrets of past worlds. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> yeah. Very powerful um, horse. So, um, th- so like I said, um, wait, I maybe I cut out the part where I said this. Um, so there's a <laughs> lot of, like, little choices to make in these. Like, you have access to all of your moves and stuff. So, you know, obviously that is something that you don't have to worry about, um, unlike other PBTA games. Um you do assign uh, bonuses to all of your plays. Um, for reference, you have, let's see, you have like um, 13 plays in total, including the obvious ones, and you get to distribute um, three plus twos, five plus, six plus ones, two zeros, and two minus ones. Um, and You know, that will obviously lead to interesting dynamics, however you decide to be, like, what you want to be good in or not. Um, But it might get a little bit tedious to read off. Similarly, while the the summer and winter imagery is interesting, um, it's stuff that will probably take a while to, like, pick out. So let's jump to what's probably the most interesting decisions which are your bindings. Yeah, these are these look very cool. I already know yeah. mine. So <laughs> Do you want to start us? Yeah. Then? So, um my two bindings, my first one is I've fallen in love with blank, though naturally I keep the fact for myself. I can never put them off. And that will be Fern's character. Oh, um, nice. Now, and uh, to be clear, um, put them off is a move. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of these bindings like actually limit like the sort of moves you can use, yeah. which is interesting. And then like the the second one was really what made the decision. And it is I oh. caught blank opening a door they had no business opening. I can never again oh. draw them out or disarm any situation they're a part of, which is perfect for the wisp. Oh, yeah, that really is. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> nice. Okay, then, uh, who wants to pick next? I can do it. Um, So I've got two, and I think I've already kind of figured out who it's going to be. It depends on whether or not I want your uh, Pixie's love to be requited, to be honest. (laughs) Either one would be a lot of fun, so go in whatever direction you want to go with that. (laughs) So I think the... uh, 
the one that I'm going to do with uh, Vanessa's character mm. is that the Wisp met me first when I stepped into Fairyland <laughs> and recognized the justice of my claim. I can Ooh. never put them off, waylay them, or touch them with iron. Oh, shit. So, oh. so I can't oh. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. At least that. not with my knife. <laughs> <laughs> you can you kill me in other ways. Like, um, you're just a little glowing ball of light, but you're not glowing brightly enough. <laughs> you can, can however, embarrass Vanessa's character, who will then decide to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I true. That that's very in that character. Happen in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the question is is if that has already happened or if that is something that Vanessa can just pull out and like have me absolutely regret all of my decisions before it's like death isn't real. Ha ha. Ha you fool! I tricked you. Um, and then the other binding that I have is going to be for the nightmare horse the nightmare horse is the most amazingly beautiful person I have ever seen (laughs) and they make me blush and babble I can never confront them or size them up (laughs) (laughs) mutual pining mutual pining (laughs) mutual pining pining in the chat love Love it This is gonna be uh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> I also I was just checking out the plays, um, and I realized that um, so you can still confront um the the Firefly Wisp, and confront is the main way that the like the usual way that you like fight people. So you can't like perma you can't perma death them, <laughs> but you can still like hit them with the frying pan or something. <laughs> You can get so tired of my shit, you just put me in a pot and shove me aside. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um well now now the wisp has got to pick uh their binds. Um hmm. I mean Huh. Cause I was going back and forth on this, um, because my binds are um one of you practices and performs with me as a tumbler. And then the other one is one of you, I've led you into one misadventure too many. So. <laughs> yeah. Both of those work. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm going back and forth. Um, so I might need a little help on that one. <laughs> <laughs> is the nightmare horse someone who might do like, a, like a like a dance with someone, like an acrobatic I mean, dance. It's like river dance, but for horses. They would maybe not be given to it like naturally, but I think they would grudgingly do it if that is the direction you wish to go. In. <laughs> of course, also it would make sense if in one adventure misadventure too many. That's where you saw them open a door that they should not have. That's, that's, that's what point. I was thinking. I think that has good synergy, but I am cool with either. <laughs> I just now realized like that like a Kelpie and a Will-o'-the-Wisp as companions like makes perfect sense. <laughs> True. You know, just out here causing trouble, having fun. Yeah. Yep. Killing people. It's just kind of how it is, you know? You're in the same business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do definitely like that. 
Okay, so that would be the uh, one misadventure too many would be for the, the wonderful, illustrious Nightmare Horse. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Beautiful. And, yeah. And so the cool thing about the Tumblr thing is that... Um, the I can trip fire... it gaily by myself. Yeah. Um, and which is like one of the special moves that... Uh, well, the plays that the Firefly Wisp has, which is... I'm. Uh, would you mind just reading reading it out because it's one of the more elaborate plays in the in the game? Okay, let me. <clears throat> when you trip it gaily, roll. All present must stop to watch you. <laughs> yes. On any hit, choose as many of the following as you like, and in any order, repeating freely as quickly as you can, and <laughs> with a finale. <laughs> and then, um, do you want me to read all the bullet points as well? Um. It. It, if you want to, if there's a lot of them. There is, but just, I leap to, I tumble to, I skip to, I roll to, I flutter daintily to, I seize hold of, <laughs> means of production. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I produce something from the air or my pockets, oh, from the air or my pockets or the air. I <laughs> slip into my pocket or under my hat, contorting myself fantastically all the while, juggling all the while, and then there's a few more of just, I clamber up to, I fall to, I dive to, I strut up to, I swoop to, and I make a show of. (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have, like, the mechanics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see... On a seven to nine hit, after you've chosen at least four or five, the Minister of, of Revels can hold up a, a finger, come to your finale now, or you'll lose your, or you'll lose the crowd. And then on a miss, oh no, choose anyway. The Minister of Revels counts out a one, two, three, one, two, three measure. And when you miss your beat, you misstep and you end with a stumble instead of a finale. That's the wildest mechanic I've seen in a game. I'm, I'm a little intimidated by what could happen if I had to deliver on that, to be honest. But we'll see. We'll see um, if, the, if the dice gods are cruel or kind. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I said, the exact specifics uh, we can leave to like go into more detail later. But do you have, say, general like names, appearances, pronouns, and stuff in mind for your characters? I really like that the pronouns can change between summer, summer and winter. Like, I really, really, really like that. So, I'm yeah. thinking that I might have a gender fluid character. Cool. Um, yeah. I know. I know that in Feelings First, uh, like, there was the character who played the Boondoggle Hob who had, like, sort of a different, uh, who had, like, different pronouns for summer and winter. I do think that it's cool. On the Seeker sheet, instead of summer and winter, it says bold for summer and then careful for winter, which is, like, such a characterization Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, Like, summer and winter sort of, like, represent that in their own ways but obviously because you're not a fairy um like it's presented a little <laughs> less metaphorically for you mm-hmm. what about um the nightmare horse uh one important thing about the nightmare horse is that um obviously you can you can change your form and seeming um and the forms presented are um Let's see. A beautiful person, a beautiful horse, with or without a horn, or a true form, the nightmare horse, terrible, bloody, fanged, and hooved, drenched in icy water. I think you might have to decide whether or not your true form is, like, anthropomorphic or not. Um, Are you a furry or or less? 
<laughs> but you can also like just you can also just like be you can also just be a pretty person if you want to. But also at least one of the forms you can take is just straight up a horse. Mm, see, that's I'm going to have to think a lot about this because I I love absolutely everything about all of that. Um uh-huh. I, I don't know if y'all know but I'm obsessed with unicorns. Um <laughs> Uh, and also oh, specifically so cool. the word nightmare. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. You can- <laughs> my, okay, I'm, I'm going to be real here and say that my fursoda species is nightmare. Nice. That's, so That's a cool. thing that is pre-existing. <laughs> so. <laughs> pre-existing condition. <laughs> yes. Although I, I probably won't go in that in, in the direction of my existing persona with this character. Gotcha. But <laughs> I just realized you could just like play Lord Sombra in this. <laughs> Man, I I do really like um, scary demon horses, so that will probably be my true form, maybe. Gotcha. I'll have to think about you sure it. it's not going to be a Shetland pony demon horse. Yes. <laughs> Do you have like a gender presentation in mind? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> um, That's okay. You don't have to. You can. <laughs> you can just be the nightmare yeah, horse. Yeah, I, I can may just guess be as the best as they horse. can. That they gotcha. may not care what pronouns you use. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And I, then, I, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just like looking at all of this and just really excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's exciting. I've got an important question for the Firefly Wisp. Mm-hmm. Um, like how for you, like how humanoid do you want to be? Like you can just be like you know a person-sized person that does this sort of stuff, or you can just be like Navi from Legend of Zelda. Um, you could take the Firefly stuff very literally and have like bug features. How are you feeling? Honestly. Um... Since, like, Will-o'-the-Wisps are so, like, not really like, formless, but they can kind of, like, change. They can go uh, brighter or dimmer or things like that. I was mm-hmm. thinking a sort of scenario where, like, typically um, it would be, like, the little ball of light going everywhere. But just to be able to cause a spe- any kind of mischief, it could turn into, like, a vaguely humanoid figure. If gotcha. it needed to reach, like, a high shelf just to knock something nice. down like a cat. So <laughs> I like- I'm going to... Yeah, I like the idea of you know like Peter Pan's shadow, like Ooh, kind yes. of like like going into like that type of form, but it's made of light instead yes. of shadow. I'm going to like glance over some of the like imagery listed, uh, mm-hmm. like options. Uh, ho- like the whole first line is like heat, lightning, twinkling stars, ghost lights, stuff. Um, then, like, long nose, beetle wings under your jacket, um, various colors, don't eat me yellow, I really like. <laughs> yeah, don't eat <laughs> me yellow. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, when I was researching real quick for um, names that I could give to uh, this Firefly Wisp, I stumbled upon how, apparently, in some portions of Germany, Will-O-Wisps can have very, very long legs. They're just mm. like the ball of light, and then there's just some legs. And <laughs> 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 it just kind of rams. So maybe sometimes if it really just wants to mess with someone, it just zoop, grows some legs, and starts running. 
<laughs> I mean, you are a tumbler, so you have to do. You have to have some way to do. Just grow some legs to do some splits, and then makes them go away. <laughs> Just does a death drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think we've got about I think we've got I think we've got our episode here. Um mm-hmm. we can take a little while to, you know, formalize these looks and names and all that off screen, but that's the sort of thing that, you know, takes a mi- takes a minute, so mm-hmm. we won't make all y'all listen to it. Um but next time we are going to have uh, this little circus arrive at their first venue, which, as I mentioned before, is to be the entertainment at a great goblin market. So um, I hope you are all excited for what is to come. I know I am. I think this is going to be a fun little one shot um, yeah. over the course of multiple episodes, of course, unless you guys speed run this. <laughs> There are means to do that if you so wished. You see, if you go to the uh, left of the ferry door and like vibrate really fast, you can like no clips directly <laughs> through the surface. That's Clip the, the nightmare horse the found glass. The nightmare horse found the, the firefly wisp trying to sequence break. <laughs> With just half an A press, okay? Just half an A press. The game is not prepared for your change in height when you, like, grow legs. (laughs) (laughs) Your legs are too long. Your legs are too (laughs) long. Okay. Okay, folks, I'm going for it. (laughs) You just stick your legs out and it goes into the portion of the level where, like, you just find a bunny with a top hat. Yeah. You know? Tune in next week for Vanessa to glitch this game. <laughs> yeah, tune in next week for a 30-second episode of Big Gamer. It's going for the world record. Go for the world record. It's going to go on Games Done Quick. We're going to raise a billion dollars. It's going to be crazy. Uh, and until then, stay big game nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.